0: Here's what's coming up on this week's show.
1: Spending your time on something that you feel is going to move you further forward, not scrolling through Facebook or looking at videos of people falling over in the snow. Is
0: this really how I want to spend my life? You know, if
1: you're looking at inventing a sledge or something.
0: I think the sledge has already been invented, though, Claire. I
1: thought that as I said it.
0: (laughs) Someone's already done that. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to The Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Uh, Do we want to share what happened to us last week? I think we must. We were invited onto BBC Essex, which is our local BBC radio station, to talk about The Big Little Business Show. So you might have heard The Big Little Business Show on the radio last week.
1: I know. Isn't, isn't that the most amazing experience?
0: Yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? It's nice to be recognised and nice for people to think, uh, oh yeah, th- they're doing a good thing. We can find out a little bit more about that and share it. So um, you, and you might be listening to this episode because you heard us on BBC Essex last week. If you are,
1: hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi.
0: <laughs> well, this is going to be a slightly different episode this week because a couple of weeks ago, Claire decided she was going to spring a surprise on me and interview me about my <laughs> business, which is to do with video marketing. So this week, Claire... It's my turn to interview you.
1: Oh my goodness, why? <laughs> I just, it's only one way. I don't like it.
0: I'm not going to interview you about your business, though. I'm going to interview you about something that I know you don't talk about very much, but I uh, that's something I think is quite important.
1: Okay. Do I sound really scared?
0: A little bit apprehensive, yeah, which is great. This is The Big Little <laughs> Business Show. Here we go! So I've decided the title of this episode is going to be How to Run a Business with a Chronic Condition. And I know this is something you don't like to talk about very often, but I know you have a chronic condition and it can play havoc with you running a business on a day to day basis, can't it?
1: Absolutely. On a on a daily basis. Uh, no two days are the same, which, of course, they aren't in business anyway. Uh, but the condition that I have, namely fibromyalgia, um, causes for those of you who may not be aware of. Uh, constant widespread pain and chronic fatigue as well and because it's so unpredictable it can be very difficult to plan ahead.
0: So how does it work is is it it's an autoimmune disease isn't it?
1: Yeah basically your body is overreacting to the uh, messages that have been sent to the brain that to say that you're in pain so for example if I walk through a door and bash the top of my arm for me that would be excruciating but for someone else I might just go oh silly me so um That's a big part of it. But also the chronic fatigue as well, and it can creep up on you. So one minute I might be okay, and then the next minute I just need to stop. And it causes a lot of brain fog as well. So the process... I know I haven't got the best brain, maybe, in the first place. It
0: explains so much. I just thought I would
1: get that in before you did. Um, So, yeah, it's not very helpful to sometimes thinking things through, but at its worst, I wouldn't be able to talk on the phone.
0: So what's it like on a good day?
1: A good day would be... I'm able to sit down for a couple of hours to do some work, uh, be able to type a document without having to stop and start um, and to feel that I've actually achieved what I wanted to achieve that day and still have a little bit of energy left in the evening without needing to have a power nap.
0: And what about a bad day?
1: A bad day would mean me sitting on the sofa or possibly laying down and not doing anything and waiting for the moment to pass. Now, sometimes a flare-up can last for an hour... Sometimes it can last for longer. Uh, My worst has been about four or five days, so everything stops. So it's almost like I feel like I go into hibernation, really.
0: Do you get any kind of indication that something's going to happen? Do do you have any warning signs and think, oh, actually, maybe I need to stop, I think I'm going to have a bit of an episode here?
1: Sometimes, sometimes not. Um, If I feel myself starting to flag and things taking me longer than they should do, uh, such as it could be emptying the dishwasher, actually, or it could be uh, just a basic thing. If I start to slow up and everything is taking me twice as long as it should do, that's that's a warning sign for me to stop. The main thing is, is if you ignore, if you ignore those signs, then that's when you get into a bit of a sticky situation. And it's harder to, to bounce back from that.
0: Let's back up here. So, yes, you've got fibromyalgia, which is uh, a condition that can stop you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. You've also got two teenage children, and we know what a handful they can be. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you've got a husband, and we know what a handful he can be. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You also care for your mum, who's got a chronic condition.
1: Yeah.
0: So you're juggling all those balls.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and you've got COVID this year as well on top. Let's not forget that. Yep. But then on top of all those things, you're running your own business and you've grown this year. So mm-hmm. I think the important question is, how the hell do you do that?
1: Do you know what? When you put it like that, I want to have a little lay down. <laughs> so <laughs> do I. Yeah. Uh, I think because I can't really plan things, um, I actually wonder how much of maybe a possible self-sabotage of a business owner happens by over-planning. So I think it's very important to set goals and plan. However, because of the nature of the work that I do and how unpredictable my health can be and my personal situation is I have a few tools that I use. So, for example, I will pick the top five things that I would like to achieve that day and I know that they are really important. You know, they're income-producing activities. They must be done. Um, And I make sure that I achieve those. And then I have another list underneath, which is things that I would like to do that do need to be done. So I prioritise everything all the time. But then also at the same time as well, I book in slots in my diary to maybe tidy the house or or, or do the housework because my husband, John, works long hours, bless him. So it could be that I empty the dishwasher first then I do a bit of work, then I go back downstairs and empty the washing machine, but then I can't always carry the basket up. So basically I guess what I'm saying is I break down every section of my day and if I know I've got something coming up in the afternoon or the evening, such as, I don't know, not in the moment obviously, but maybe if I had something happening with the children or children's club, I would have a rest for an hour before. Everything is down to a military operation in my house. Wow. It literally is. There's no other way to say it. It is, yeah.
0: Let's just put pin in that for a second, because I, I do want to come back to your Monica-like obsession with organisation, but uh, we haven't actually established and spoken about what your business is all about. So just quickly cover that. Tell us about your business a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. So I founded XO Elite's Business Networking five years ago, and basically I wanted to create a safe, professional business platform for individuals and entrepreneurs and business owners to be able to showcase what it is that they do, but also enhance um, the reasons why they started their business and to be true to themselves because I'm a very much a believer that people buy from people. And if you can promote yourself authentically, then that's where the magic happens in business. So I couldn't see um, a networking group at the time that could offer that. So a friend said to me, why don't you set up your own? My response was, don't be so ridiculous. Hmm. Three, Three weeks later, I thought about it. And the rest is history. Yeah.
0: But what you do, and I know you spend an awful lot of time doing this, is you connect people together so if you feel there's a good connection with two different businesses who perhaps are within your group doesn't matter whether they're in the sort of the same geographical location if you can see a connection between two people you go to great lengths to put those people together. I've not seen another network group that does it in that way but that must take quite a lot of time to do.
1: It did at the beginning um, but then it comes down to you know your systems and your processes and you learn you know you learn as you do things over a period of time but I was very mindful that when I started in a very competitive industry, such as business networking, that uh, you need to do something different because otherwise you're just reinventing the wheel so I looked at what was already out there and I tried to look for gaps that I felt could add value to business owners and I concentrated on those and that was what I did a few things and that was one of the things that I did so I look at uh, individuals target markets I look at who could be sharing the same target market and how they could complement each other because to me it makes perfect sense you know if you're looking for a particular uh, individual to work with and somebody else is well if you're both speaking to the same people why wouldn't you why wouldn't you work in collaboration together
0: we often look at competition in a negative way, but competition can be positive as well, because you can actually collaborate. And I'm going to come on to that in a second, because I want to talk about collaboration. And I want to talk about the help that you get to be able to run your business on the days that perhaps you can't do as much as you want to. But let's just go back to you being a bit of a Mm moniker. What's really interesting, and I know we were mocking you about this when we spoke to John Lamerton, we spoke to John Lamerton a few weeks ago on the subject of how to plan for success and you and John were very similar in many ways because you're both really fastidious with your planning. Now I get an understanding of why that's really important. And I know you said earlier on that you make plans and, and write lists of all the things that you have to do or the five important things that you have to do in that day. But there might not necessarily be five business things. You mix them up, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. And yeah, it's music, uh, music to my ears when I am speaking to John. Um, but yeah, I do mix them up because, again, I say to people who are running a business, yes, you're running a business, you have a personal life but they both affect each other. So if you don't get one right, then the other one will falter. So they do both go hand in hand together, um, and it's getting that balance right. And to be honest with with you, it took me a few years to get that right. You know, whether I'm into mum mode, to doing homework, you know, looking after my mum, being a wife, doing the housework, running the business, doing the calls. I've got three diaries. I've got colour codes for things. As I say, it's really embarrassing. But I've got colour codes for everything. So each part of my day is broken down. But also a really important skill, I feel, and I feel very strongly about this in business, is to be versatile and to be flexible. Because if you expect your day for anyone to go a certain way, and it doesn't, people can become quite frustrated and quite angry about that. But actually, just go with it.
0: I I have to say that I colour code as well. (laughs) Good. When you say it out loud, it does seem like a really sort of anal thing to do. But it does really work because when you're looking at your calendar or your diary for that week, you can see at a glimpse what kind of tasks you're doing – and then you're right. You can Then you can start establishing that balance. And that balance is really important. I mean, even just last week when we had Michael Heppel on in our How To Be Brilliant at Business episode last week, he was talking about how that balance is vital because a lot of people tend to have that balance wrong where they're spending too much time working and not enough time playing. And then by the time they've stopped working, you know, they realise that they haven't got any time left. And where's the value in that?
1: Well, exactly. And the thing is, you know, why did we start working for ourselves in the first place? Everyone's situation is unique. Every situation is different. But generally, um, nine times out of ten, it's because you wanted to be in more control or control of how you're spending your time, whether it be spending more time with your family or save money for investment or not put all your eggs in one basket. There's so many different reasons. So why would you work for yourself for 80 hours a week when you can be employed for 42? You know, it makes no sense to me. But going back to the the colour coding as well, there's so much more. There's many more benefits that you can get from colour coding because it actually shows you how you're spending your time. So for me, that's absolutely crucial because some tasks may be a bit more taxing for me than others at certain times. So by having the colour coding shows me at a glance across the week where I've been spending my time and how I've been doing that. So if I've got too much of one colour, I know I need to concentrate on the other next week.
0: Oh, that's really good. So do your kids have a colour?
1: Uh, Yeah, they do. Pink. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what happens if your son or your daughter comes in and it's not their time? And you, you look at the diary; it's no, you, you're you're not on for another hour.
1: Exactly. I said, did you hold up your card? Did you hold <laughs> up your pink card? No, out you go. Um, but no, they're very they're very good, and they under, and I just I'm honest with them. I just say, you know, mummy's feeling a bit tired today. Um, they do a lot to so help me. To be fair, bless them. You know, I say mummy's a bit tired today, and say, rest your back, mummy. And then, you know, uh, my daughter might pat my head and pat my shoulder. Oh, shoulders and they'll get up and get their own drinks and what have you. They're very, very sweet, but I think it's important as well that if you are a parent, to be honest about these things, because children want to understand. Sometimes it can be easy to just not explain it, but actually, for me anyway, personally, it's better just to explain it.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, but I think, especially if your kids, are, as, as they have, they've grown up with you being in this way. They don't really know any other way. Mm. It gets great that they've, that they've learnt to cope with someone in their world having a chronic condition, mm. displaying a little bit of empathy for that as well. When it, empathy is a really important value to have and it's a thing that a lot of kids don't learn until very late in their development.
1: Yeah, I think especially now because we live in a world where everything's so immediate, you know, if you want to order something, order it on Amazon, push the button, it arrives the next day. You know, But sometimes, you know, if they want to go for a walk... Or if they Not so much now, but, you know, if they wanted to play in the garden and I couldn't do it. I mean, that was quite difficult as a parent, to be honest. I found that quite hard. But I would just say, not just now, let mummy have a sit down. And then, and then I would give them a time when I was going to get up. That was the other thing. Because sometimes for children, even at the age they are, it can be quite difficult to measure time, if that makes sense. Mm. So I'd say when that big hand gets to 12 or you know, when the little hand gets to nine, I said, then we'll go out and then we'll stay outside till the buzzer goes off. And then I'll set the buzzer for 20 minutes. So they had a very clear window of where I wasn't doing anything else, just purely with them. And it's quality time.
0: I think the important part uh, and the reason why I thought this would be a great subject to cover is because a lot of people maybe might be in a situation where they've suddenly found they've got Uh, some kind of condition, which makes it difficult for them to do things. And they're getting over the mental barrier of dealing with that. And then being able to juggle their world and balance their life with work and non-work activities, and be able to do that while they're juggling this other ball of unpredictability. And I know, obviously, with fibromyalgia, that's very unpredictable. But with obviously other chronic conditions, they're a little bit more predictable. But it's just a Maybe, I guess, and I'm getting the picture from you, that it's a case of looking back and thinking, right, what systems can I put in place to make sure that I've got safety nets around me so that if I do need to press pause or stop or have a rest day or maybe just stop for a few hours, I know that everything can carry on and nothing has to stop because I have to stop. And one of the things that you do really well, and you're very open to doing this, Uh, Now, you know we talk about big little business show bingo, right? Mm -hmm. For those of you who haven't picked this up on the show before, we've noticed in the last 30 or so episodes we've done that doesn't matter what experts we have on the show, what they're talking about, they'll always pick up on common themes. And there's lots of... I'm guessing they turn out to be a whole set of qualities and values that people need to have if they want to be successful in business. And one of those that comes up time and time again is the importance of asking for help. And I know this is something you do an awful lot. You have people around you, not just in your family, but you have people that you work with who make sure that you're supported all the way through, don't they?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, and one of the big things here is actually focusing what you can do as as opposed to what you can't do. So there's a bit of a balance here. So for your own uh, mental health and the best way I look after myself is to think actually what I can do today as opposed to what I can't do. However, in order to run a business, there will be things that need to be done. Um, and this is where it's really, really key to surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you and support you and just be honest about it. You know, people say to me, uh, you know, how are you? How you, you know, hope you're okay. Um, And it's lovely. You know that they ask me how I am, so I don't talk about it very much. However, it's important to be honest about a condition because then, if you can't make a meeting for whatever reason, you've seen me in a, a lapse, haven't you, Paul? Yeah. And, and I was so cold, wasn't I? I was so cold. We were doing some interviewing. We
0: were talking about it on the show, <laughs> weren't we? Uh, what, yeah. I can't remember what the episode was, but I was joking that you were there with all your clothes on, like Joey from Friends, and we knew the reason <laughs> why you were like that is because you were so cold and because you were you were on the yeah. verge of having a bit of a flare. It's good to sort of joke around those kind of things because it's part of your life. You shouldn't be sort of ignoring it.
1: Exactly. I'm sitting here looking like Fagin from Oliver with these, like, grey gloves.
0: (laughs) It is cold today, to be fair, but then obviously you'll feel the cold a little bit more than most people.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, But there's a a balance between, you know, being honest with people, but then also I consider it as my... My issue, you know, it, it's it's the way that I have to manage and I wouldn't want to ever burden anyone with that. But at the same time, I think vulnerability can show huge strength of character. So, you know, that's where I think there's, there's a balance here to be had. So, yeah, I do have uh, a lot of people who are so lovely who do support me if I can't make a meeting, rarely, to be fair. If I can't make a particular meeting, because obviously I'm judging my diary by weather, by what I've got going on with the family diary, so I'm juggling things around all the time. Um, But if I can't make it, people understand.
0: We talked about asking for help earlier on and how you do that a lot. And obviously having that support structure underneath you is very important. But the other thing that you do as well is collaborate with lots of other people to do various different things. And I know, obviously, we're collaborating right now uh, on the podcast, as we have been since June. And I don't think I would have done a podcast on my own and I don't think you would have done it on your own. And I think a lot of other businesses, especially people who are working completely on their own on uh, a self-employed basis perhaps, they might not even consider that they should be collaborating with other people on other projects because it almost feels like they're letting go of something. But it's so important to do because if you don't collaborate, then sometimes you don't get things done.
1: Yeah, so sometimes people can... Find this easier than others. Um, But collaboration for me is absolutely pivotal for for any business at some point. Um, I think probably the word control comes into this a little bit. And I am a bit of a control freak. So if I can. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I (laughs) so if I can do it. Anybody can do it. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without that collaboration with other people. And I just think, you know, we are all running a business together. We have our own agendas and reasons for doing it. But if you can work together and support each other, I mean, another, I think, i tell you what, a, a, my latest example of this is um, I, I, obviously I run a networking group myself. Um, I work very closely with two other networking groups. And I just, I speak with them. I refer to them. They refer to me on paper, we all run networking groups, but actually what we offer is something very, very different. And I actually stood in and hosted one on, as a last minute last minute thing for another networking group. So I think it just goes to show that actually on paper we can be doing the same thing, but we all have different qualities, we have different personalities, we have we're, we're at different journeys in our business, so why wouldn't you? And if you're not... This might sound a bit harsh now, but if you're not open to collaboration, I would really think about what your own unique selling points are and really have those firmly embedded in your mind. That's, that's my strict voice. Well,
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> you felt like I've been told off there. I think you're almost doing yourself uh, a disservice if you don't open yourself up to collaboration. You're yeah. holding yourself back, mm-hmm. in fact. I know from some of the collaborative stuff I've done in the past, it has taught me so much even from doing this podcast. We learn from each other doing this podcast. It's a cliche, but teamwork does make the dream work.
1: Yeah, it does. That's the other thing, isn't it? By surrounding yourself with people that, you know, are doing the same as you or indeed more successful than you, I've surrounded myself with people that are more successful than I am and I learn and I learn and I, I look at things and I absorb it and I've I developed myself as an individual and as a business owner and I help my understanding. I'm never afraid to learn Learn new things. Um, might might be a bit slow on the uptake sometimes, but I get there. At, Maybe. At, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so mean.
0: If only you knew, dear listener.
1: If only you knew what Paul has to put up with. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm one, I I don't mind saying, you know, I'm not the most academic person. I really am not. But I hope that, you know, I make up for it in sheer grit and determination and not being afraid to try things new because... You know, I feel as a successful business owner evolves and develops and continuously grows. It's a bit, business is a continuous movement, and I liken it to a wheel, a wheel of motion. And I actually um, developed a, a a tool on this that the wheel is constantly moving in business, and if those brakes go on and if you stop, that's where you can get into a real spot of bother. So the key is to keep moving forward.
0: And I think that's a quality that you and I share, Claire, is that we have that "let's just do it" attitude. And I think you do have to have that kind of an attitude in business because, again, like I was saying with the whole collaboration thing, if you don't do those kind of things, they can hold you back. It's very easy to say, oh, no, I can't do that because I don't understand how to do it or I'm not going to do this until I learn everything about it. But then there's no harm in actually trying it and giving it a go. And if it doesn't work, what's the worst that happened? We've learned from it. You might not have been successful, whatever success means for you. But at the same time, we come out from it learning things that you didn't know when you went in.
1: And this is where vulnerability comes in, though, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, these situations can make you feel very uncomfortable. Uh, You know, I don't know if anyone who's listening started a Monday and thought, right, this is what's going to happen this week. Great. Yep, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And then you get to Thursday, it's like, well, that didn't quite go the way that i expected it to go never does <laughs> no it never does but um but then if you do something and it doesn't work there was a time when i first started business i'd get incredibly deflated you know almost sometimes you can take things personally as well and you think is it me you know what am i doing wrong but more often than not it's just a, a feeling of vulnerability that makes us feel that we haven't achieved what we set out to do and the most important thing is learn from that move on don't do that again. That's the best thing you can do. <laughs> that
0: was, did you say that with a, a way of finger? Do you know
1: what? I've got both my hands up in front of me and I'm actually, it's like I'm telling my monitor off. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, don't do it again and learn from it. Yes, it can be disappointing. Pick yourself up, you know, dust yourself off. Um, I had a list of things to do yesterday. I've done half of them. I might do an hour or so tomorrow, but then it's the weekend with my family, you know? So that's the way it happens.
0: Even though we're talking about how you cope and how people can cope at running a business with a chronic condition. It might not be a chronic condition, but it might just be something that takes your attention away from the business. It might be having several kids. Mm -hmm. It might be caring for someone who perhaps isn't well in one degree or another. It could be any number of different things. But I don't think it matters what that is. No, It still shows that with a little bit of planning and a little bit of forethought, you can still run a successful business and grow a business when you've got other stuff going on that's tearing you in different directions?
1: Yeah, see, this is the words that we keep telling ourselves as well. So I haven't got time. I haven't got time, for example. That's probably the most common one. So instead of saying to yourself, I haven't got time, say to yourself, I wonder what it would feel like to have more time or I wonder how I could create more time. It's really important because if you keep telling yourself the same thing, I'm tired, for example. You will be tired <laughs> because that's the way that the brain works. So it's always thinking of a different a different, different angle and to try to change your words up a little bit. Tell yourself different things.
0: So let's go through the, the, the golden rules here. The Maybe the three things that you think, Claire, are really important for you to do in order to run a successful business when you've got other stuff going on.
1: Okay, so the first word would be acceptance. Don't fight it accept the situation you know it's your individual journey it's your individual situation so accept what's happening because if you try to fight it and you get angry it will slow you up it will create frustration then you'll begrudge what you do and then you won't be able to you won't be enjoying what you do therefore that will then affect your relationship with your clients and it will affect your progress that'd be the first one uh the second one again with planning what can you do as opposed to what you what can't you do so think about actually what do I have control of here as opposed to what what don't I um I mean I've had periods of, of time um in hospital for example uh, quite a lot uh, a few years ago so whilst I was there I spent half an hour day uh reading some books and uh, teaching myself some new skills you know how can you use your time wisely um and what I mean by that is spending your time on something that you feel is going to move you further forward not scrolling through facebook or looking at like funny videos of people falling over in the snow or something i don't know why i just said that it's just i'm looking out the window thinking it looks like it's going to snow in a minute. um they
0: are great videos though claire
1: they are good videos but they have <laughs> but they have a time and a place you know if you i, know, I think they can
0: suck you in can't yeah, they but, and
1: then what happens is if you don't stop it in time it will flick up to the next one and then the next one so You know, I just ask yourself, really, is this going to be moving your business forward? If so, go for it. If not,
0: (laughs) is this really is this really how I want to spend my life? You know, if
1: you're looking at inventing a sledge or something then maybe it might help you, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you've know got to think about is it going to help you or not.
0: But I, th- I think the sledge has already been invented, though, Claire. I
1: thought that as I said it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone's already done that. Someone's so already done if that. If you're thinking about inventing the sledge, forget it. Someone's done Someone's
1: it. Someone's done it, yeah, probably not the best example there. Um, and I think the third one would be um, don't be too hard on yourself. Just sit down and think about what you need to achieve that day and break it down into times of slots of how you're going to do it so for example uh for me so two hours of a focused activity with no interruptions that's why sometimes Paul, you might get short answers because if sometimes <laughs> but then the t- trouble is i bother you and you're busy as well so it works both ways um yeah yeah sorry about that so but there's there's sections of time throughout the day and also make sure you have a break within those times the amount of people that put stuff in their diary but actually don't put a break in sectioning off your day and concentrating on where your time needs to be spent and don't stretch yourself too far.
0: And I think one of the other things as well that I've learned from you is asking yourself why. Why are you doing this in the first place? If you want to set up a business or if you're running a business, why are you doing it? And are you living to that why? So your why, for instance, Claire, is you want a a better future for your children. Uh, That's why it's important for you to be spending time with your children because you don't want to get to. 60 and your kids are grown up and maybe married and and, and flown the nest and suddenly you think well I'm doing all this for my kids but they've gone
1: yeah exactly and uh, I mean I've got a nine nine uh, year plan um well I had a 10 year plan when I started it a year ago so I've got a nine year plan now (laughs) um and you know I know what direction I'm heading um and you know so far so good but you have to be very clear as to why you're doing what you're doing because you know are you doing it for a hobby or are you doing it to run a business so you have to be really clear as to because that will affect the way the the amount of input that you put in and the amount of emotional investments that you'll put in to make sure that you have that very clear in your mind
0: yeah absolutely right and it's got to be fun at the same time too right
1: yeah exactly I mean I spent many years in my career dreading getting up in the morning and leaving when it was dark and coming back when it was dark and then my health deteriorated so I was kind of I wanted to leave anyway I couldn't stand it but um my health then kind of made that decision for me because I'm not really employable at the moment I can't you couldn't really sort of pop in at 11 o'clock to a nine to five and just say I've only got an hour in me today <laughs> and then I've got to pop home it doesn't really work that way <laughs>
0: you're right uh, but then, but then you know, you're doing the thing that you want to do and it fits in. So you kind of have to ask yourself, was that meant to be? Well,
1: I, I do ask myself that. And and also, in to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without that career that I had before, which was in uh, training and working with families and children. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing what I was doing now without that. So I am grateful for that. But I am still glad I left.
0: That's another little tick in the big little business show card there, isn't it? About learning from all the things that you've done before. We've we've spoken about that many times on the show, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, we have. Everything that's led you up to what you're doing today has been for a reason. And it's really fascinating to look back. And if you weren't in that situation at that point or you hadn't had that little break at that point, Everything is like a jigsaw puzzle, which has led you to be where you are today. And I think you know it's up to us to to use that wisely. Um, and if we're not happy, let's think about you know the other options that we have in order to. Be happy, I guess.
0: Was that as nerve wracking as you expect? I know we haven't finished yet, but was that as nerve wracking as you expected it to be?
1: I'm all right, actually. I'm still waving my arms around, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: didn't did, did we say on one that we did yeah to we did not we sit on your sit on your hands? And I've tried it, but I can't. I can't talk and sit on my hands. It's you really can't hard. do
0: it. It's impossible. Uh, so we now come to that moment in time where I have to ask you a set of questions, Claire.
1: Uh, I ha- genuinely forgot that.
0: So for those who haven't heard the podcast before, we always end with a set of questions, all in inspired by an American TV show called Inside the Actor's Studio. They have nothing to do with the topic of the podcast, but they are a bit of fun, and it's normally the place where we get the most fascinating answers.
1: Why is this bit so nerve-wracking? It's so silly. I know, it's funny, isn't it, how
0: people get, you know, get ner- nervous at this last part. Well, even some of our guests get a little bit apprehensive <laughs> about this bit, don't they? Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Right, so what's your favourite smell?
1: OK, my favourite smell... I think it has to be the smell of a swimming pool. I don't know whether that's actually chlorine or what, but the smell of a swimming pool because it brings back a lot of happy memories uh, that, that, well, that I've had uh, partly as a child, but also the amazing holidays that I've had. You know when you're on holiday and you can smell that pool smell?
0: Oh, like when you open up your patio doors or open up your window if you're on a, a, like a, in a resort yeah. or something and you can smell... The, yeah,
1: Yeah, I love that, yeah.
0: So chlorine.
1: Well, I think it's chlorine. It yeah. sounds a bit weird to say you like the smell of chlorine.
0: But then that's great. I don't know why we haven't had that as an answer before.
1: There you go. like to be different.
0: Um, your, your favourite biscuit?
1: <laughs> Can I have two? I'm not allowed to have two, am I? I don't let other people have two. Right, I'm going to choose one. So, Jeff Cake.
0: What was the other one, though?
1: Uh, the other one would be uh, Jammy Dodger.
0: Oh, okay, there's a theme then, isn't there?
1: There is. They tend to be. The, well, the, I think Bourbon was a quite popular one as well, wasn't it? The Bourbon biscuit.
0: Is it a Bourbon or a Bourbon? Oh, it's a bourbon. That's a good question, though, because it's spelt with an O. So is it a bourbon or a bourbon? It's a bourbon. No, it's a bourbon.
1: No, I think it's a bourbon. It's got an O. I always have a bourbon. No, it's a bourbon. Bourbon Bourbon biscuit. Yeah, it's a bourbon.
0: (laughs) The more you say it, the weirder it
1: gets. No, you make me doubt myself. What is it?
0: Can someone tell us, is it a bourbon or a bourbon?
1: I'll wait to hear the responses.
0: (laughs) Sob business. This is a really important question.
1: But seriously, it's not a bourbon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, final one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did it. Oh, okay. And, and, and that's it. That would be a very short... You wouldn't have a conversation about <laughs> that if you did it and you no, go. No, I wouldn't
1: elaborate. Just you did it.
0: I would hope for something a bit more profound than that because I know I did it.
1: I think I've had a journey and I've always thought to myself, I can do this. So for him to say...
0: Oh, okay. So it would be like, would he give you a fist bump?
1: Yeah, he'd give me a high five and then a fist bump.
0: Now it makes more sense.
1: Can I go and get a drink
0: now? I need to ask you to do a little (laughs) bit of a plug because we've got to get a plug in there. And I know we don't talk about our own businesses on the show uh, and we keep the big little business show very separate to what we do outside the podcast. But now you get an opportunity to tell people what you do and how people can come and find you.
1: So you can find me several ways. So uh, email me, claire, at uk or my website, which is currently being developed and updated, is www.excelbusinessnetworking.co.uk or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn.
0: This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business.
1: Well, that was interesting. Thank you, Paul.:
0: <laughs> And the good news is, we
1: never have to do that again.: I know it's so strange being on the other side. It is a
0: bit like an out-of-body experience, though, isn't
1: it? : It is. It's very different, very different. For me with my hands, I didn't realize I talk so much with my hands, and of course, because this is only audio, there's no need to use my hands as much as I do, but they seem to help with the uh, thought process and the speaking, so there we go. Yeah, you
0: can't not do it. You've got to do it. You've got to, you, you've got to talk with your hands, even though people can't see what your hands are doing.
1: And what really freaked me out is you said, are you pointing as you're saying that? And I was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> see, I even know when you're using your hands, even when I can't see. That freaked me out a bit, that did. I think it might be a good opportunity. Before we move on, should we tease what's happening next week? I think we should. So if you're listening to this maybe in June, which you could be, then... When we recorded it, it was coming up to Christmas. We have to do a special Christmas episode. We can't not. And we have some very exciting things up our sleeve next week, don't we?
1: We do. How much are you going to give away?
0: I don't think we should give away too much. Feel free to tease if you want to.
1: Yeah, but you know what I'm like. I'm rubbish at things like this. I'll end up giving away too much. I'm not very good at, like, a secret squirrel, am I?
0: Yeah, don't say any more then about next week's. let's keep it a surprise.
1: Okay. I'm not speaking.
0: But next week, it'll be our special Christmas edition of The Big Little Business Show, and we have some treats. I think that's all we need to say at this point. Mm, That was a bit cryptic. Uh, We do like to finish every episode by giving a little bit of a plug uh, to someone who listens to the show or has joined our Big Little Business Club, which I'll mention a little bit more about in a second, or comes and follows us on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Who are we giving a little plug to this week?
1: I'd like to give a plug to a gentleman by the name of Nick Cheshire.
0: Where can I find Nick Cheshire?
1: Nick Cheshire. I <laughs> I said it like Nick that. Nick Cheshire. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what is going Can't on? Can't say it any other way. No, Nick Cheshire. Uh, from Les <laughs> From Nest in Essex, Uh, he's the owner of Nest in Essex, oh my gosh I can't speak now, he's the owner of Nest in Essex which is an estate agency in Rayleigh. so they've won many many awards and they specialise in uh, house um, properties, uh, letting and buying and since uh, the beginning of Covid they've come on extremely well and they are still continuing to support their clients and have adapted their ways of working to ensure that people don't miss out on their dream home.
0: I'm looking at his website right now nestinessex.co.uk the property the property industry has had a boom over uh the covid um Situation, It's done really, really well. Uh, obviously helped by the fact that um, in the UK they uh, did some deals on stamp. Did they banish stamp duty for a little while, just completely not have stamp duty? I can't remember what the situation was, but I know they did something.
1: Yeah, they did. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was now, but I just thought, you know, I'd give these guys a shout out. Because also as well, that a lot of people, because they're spending more time at home, they're... Maybe reviewing their options. We, are, we're not going, we haven't been on holiday. We maybe are not spending money quite the same as this year. So people are maybe looking at upgrading their property and maybe taking that plunge to actually move.
0: So if you've got a property to sell in Essex or you're thinking perhaps of moving to Essex, it's not what it seems, by the way. If, you are, if your only association with Essex is a certain television programme, then we are not <laughs> like that.
1: No, no. It uh, might be worth pointing out as well, they do go into London. They've sold properties in London as well. So it's Essex and London
0: nestinessex.co.uk that kind of wraps it up before we go any further just quick mention of the big little business club it's where all our previous experts live you can come and uh, join the club by going to our facebook page or going to facebook and just searching for big little business club uh, yeah all our previous experts uh, live there and uh, they post various things to try and help you move your business on and if you want to come and find us on social media we're on facebook we're on instagram and we're on linkedin too and uh, the final thing is whatever platform you're listening to us on, don't forget to hit subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes and give us a review, please, because it helps the big us up in podcast land. And because I said podcast land, that's the end of the show. Goodbye, Claire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> the Beat.
0: You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford's and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk. And we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel networking production.